My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Good morning and welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast on September 25th, 2023 with special guest Bethany Bartley this morning. We do have some news stories which we'll get to eventually. Led by Aida bids farewell to Aida Aura. Royal Caribbean cancels a cruise. New ship earns a perfect score. During surprise inspection, maiden voyage for Resorts World 1, VIT confuses some, and of course some weather updates, and lots more live here this morning at 11 o'clock. Today, folks, is National Lobster Day. Unfortunately, I don't have good sources of lobster here in Lynchburg. And I'm not going to go drive three or four hours to get lobster. So I can't participate in that one this time. But I'll promise you the first time I get near water, which will be soon, I'll have me some lobster to celebrate today. In the meantime... If you can get lobster, man, have a, have a lobster for me. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. You can always access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the fat travel guy. If you're listening via the podcast, and you ever want to hop over for the video feed, all you have to do is go to the description and there'll be a link to access the video feed. You just click on it and that'll show you any pictures or clips that I might be using that day or interviews like today, for instance. So, without any further ado, we're going to get on with the business at hand. You, how to ask this without being politically incorrect? <laughs> That's not the right one. That's this is the right one. All right, my special guest this morning, folks. She's been here a bunch of times before. Bethany Barley from down in Tampa. So, without any further ado, Bethany, welcome back to the. Traveling Cruise Industry News Podcast. I guess that name's changed since you were here last. It has, yes. Great to be back with you, Chili. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I decided that I had to start calling it that since my podcast numbers are, you know, humongous and growing. And I get a couple thousand people every day on the podcast, and that's more than I get on my channel. So, all right. We got to talk about your recent travels. Let's see, you you sailed out of Istanbul on a crystal cruise ship. Now, from Tampa to Istanbul, that is a little further than Tampa to Jacksonville, isn't it? Uh, just, a, just a smidge, yes. It was okay. uh, three different flights to get there and about 38 hours start to finish. So. 
uh, run me through the 38 hours. I didn't realize it took you that long. Well, so I had two relatively long layovers, um, Uh which was kind of partially planned that way. So, yeah, it was I flew from Tampa to to Washington, D.C. and had about a seven hour layover there, uh, D.C. to Amsterdam. And then I had about a six hour layover there. And then finally, Amsterdam to uh, Istanbul. Okay. Had you been in Istanbul before? No, this was my first time there. Okay. And let's see here. That was Croatia also was the first time you were there. Yes, all four of these countries were new to me this time. So got to okay. got to cross four more off my list. All right. And that is Istanbul. Yes. So what did you do while you were in Istanbul before you got on the boat? So I had one full day there uh, before embarking on the ship. So I uh, I slept in that morning because, yeah, it was a, a bit of a long uh, travel day the, the night before. But then I had a fantastic guide um, with a company. Uh, oh, gosh, it's escaping my name right now. Tours by Locals. Um, and he took me around to all of the highlights uh, there in Istanbul. It was about a four-hour tour. Uh, walking tour. The hotel I was in was right in the middle of the old the old town, so everything was in walking distance. Uh, we got to explore two different mosques. It was my first time uh, experiencing a mosque in person, and I was absolutely blown away uh, just with the size and the beauty of them. And he was a fantastic storyteller, uh, told me all about the history uh, there as well. And then the the last stop we did on the tour was a place called the the, the cistern, the Basilica Cistern, which was the underground, uh, basically the water storage uh, from back in the day. But it was absolutely beautiful. Of course, it's all underground, so it's dark and and uh, but they've got different uh, lighting that goes on. But there's all these fantastic columns, and you just kind of wind your way through, and you, you feel like you're you're back in in ancient times there. All right, so, and I know you probably, because you're not uh, in any way mobility challenged, but did you notice how Istanbul is on accessibility? You know, it was relatively easy to get around. Um, It's a relatively flat, like, at least the area that I was in was relatively flat, Um, unlike a lot of the other um, older towns and cities in, in Europe. The sidewalks, there wasn't as much of like the cobblestone sidewalks. It was more of like a, like a true sidewalk. So it was a bit of a, a smoother path getting in and out, uh, or just getting around the city for sure. Um, and the, the, the places that I visited, the, the mosques uh, in particular, there, there were definitely uh, accessibility ramps to get folks in and out. Um, so I, nothing uh, struck me as a concern. Uh, the one issue I would say the hotel I stayed at, I was on the fourth floor and it was in a separate building. So I could only take the elevator up to the second floor and then I had to kind of cross over a path and then take the, the marble uh, staircase up to the fourth floor. So that would have been a bit of a challenge. But yeah, yeah, that would have been difficult. Okay. Yes, otherwise not. So- All right. So then you got on Crystal Symphony. I was on Symphony, yes. Okay. And the boat that you were on previous to that was Mm -hmm. down there when you were running around with all those uh, half-naked women in Rio de Janeiro. That was on the Azamara Pursuit? Pursuit, yes. Yes. All right. Both are quality cruise lines. Mm -hmm. A lot of my viewers don't sell on quality cruise lines. So I want you to compare... Azamara and Crystal. Yeah, so for for me, they were actually very similar. Um, similar size. Um, the Azamara Pursuit, I think, is just under 700 passengers max. This one is just under six, uh, the Crystal Symphony. So size-wise, basically the same. Amenities-wise, uh, basically the same as well, right? There's the, the main dining room. A couple specialty restaurants, you know, the a buffet style restaurant, um, not anything uh, fancy in the way of entertainment, right? There's no 
uh, roller coasters or, you know, any, any of that fun stuff. The entertainment is, is a, a Broadway style show, uh, in the theater okay. every night. Uh, that's about the most of it. Uh, small pool, uh, at the top, top deck. Okay. How <laughs> about your excursions? Were there any, I know you do excursions at every port. Were they, was one better than the other on excursions or were, were they pretty equal as well? I think they were pretty comparable as well. Um, the, there was a wide variety to choose from with both uh, cruise lines. Uh, the challenge that I had here on the Crystal ship. So this was only the second sailing on the return of Crystal on the Symphony. Right. Um, so they were still kind of getting up and running and the, the actual passenger count so that there's a max of 600 passengers. We actually only had 300. So we were about half full. So we started with quite a, an extensive list of excursions to choose from. And simply because there were fewer passengers and, you know, not everybody was signing up for things. Several of them did get canceled um, just due to, due to capacity. So that was the only challenge that I ran into with, with Crystal. Um, but, but the excursions themselves, very similar. Uh, it ranged from, you know, just a kind of a general, uh, you know, a gentle walking tour of, of an area uh, or a bus ride or very hands-on, very extensive, you know, getting in and, and, and actually doing stuff on the excursions. Which one had the best wine cellar? <laughs> You know, I drink wine, but I am definitely not a wine connoisseur. So I don't, I don't go, uh, to, not to use the, the pun, but I don't go overboard when it comes to fancy wine. Um, I pretty much stick with, with the house wine that's available. I am perfectly content with that. Um, I will say that on Crystal, they do have uh, like a, a vintage room, uh, which is a smaller kind of like a lounge. And they offer some specialty wines as well as some specialty um, liquors as well there. You know, so if, if you did want to, you know, go whole hog and get something really fancy, it was definitely available for you there on the ship. All right. Now, you have been on actually one of my main bucket lists. That was before. When you were when you were on uh, Azamara, because I wanted that's just that's what I'm dying to do. Uh, I'm going to be in Europe. I'm not sure if we got any similar ports coming up, but I'm going to be over there for the about four months in 2025. So awesome. I've got I got a lot of shots of of following in your footsteps over there. You how to ask this without being politically incorrect. <laughs> both both cruises are more expensive yeah. than I normally pay for cruises. Yes. Or many of my audience pays for cruises. Although I've got a couple of people that might be in the category of, of going on both of these. Are they worth the extra money you pay? Well, so it's hard for me to answer that because I've never not done this kind of cruise, right? This is the only kind of cruising that I know. Um, and, and for me, 100%, it is worth it to me. Um, so, and I choose to do fewer of the more expensive cruises than doing more of the less expensive. So for me, um, that is something that is important to me. Um, and, and the reason why, you know, it, it varies, right? But obviously the, the service is excellent. Um, everything is top notch. Um, you, you don't want for anything. And, and I know a lot of the, the larger, less expensive uh, lines are, this, are the same as well, um, as far as the level of service goes. But the difference is obviously in being in a smaller group with a smaller ship, there's just fewer crowds there as well. Um, and I am not a big crowd person. Um, so for me, yeah, being able to find any number of quiet corners on a ship and, you know, I, you know, work on my cross stitch or, or read, you know, on, on an afternoon, a quiet afternoon, that's something that, that I enjoy doing. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Your accommodations, let's see, both of them, you were in balcony cabins. Is that all they offer is balcony cabins? 
so yeah, that is the other slight difference. So with Azamara, yes, I was in the balcony cabin on both of the different uh, cruises that I did. Uh, Azamara also offers uh, the ocean view uh, cabins and they also have interior cabins as well. On Crystal, there are no interior cabins um, and it starts with the ocean view uh, cabin or the uh, veranda cabin. And then they've got a couple other levels of suites from there. Uh, but the other nice thing about Crystal, again, because I am a solo traveler, they do have a dedicated group of solo cabins, which are identical to the regular uh, ocean view cabins, but they are set aside for solo travelers. That was my next question. Yes. Do either or both of them or neither of them <laughs> make a special deal for solos yeah. or do you have to pay that? cotton picking 100% add-on. Yes. So Crystal very much does. So again, they've got that. And I don't know how many that there was a, a block of them at, at the, the on one of the decks. And I'd say probably maybe 20 or 30 uh, cabins that are, again, specifically for uh, solo cruisers to compare the rate of that solo cabin to that same cabin as a double occupancy was about $200 more per person, right? So if it was, you know, say $3,500 for the regular ocean view, $3,700 for the, for the solo. Not bad. That's not bad at all. Yes. Yes. So that is definitely manageable for sure. With Azamara, the last two that I did, I I specifically did those cruises because they were offering uh, solo cruise deals. Um, They don't have dedicated cabins for solo cruisers, but they were offering uh, special uh, rates the challenge I'm seeing with Azamara is I am no longer seeing that they are offering those solo deals. Yeah, but um, that can be that can be a, a you know a cyclical thing too. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like just keep watching; it might yes. go back. Yeah. Well, and they are doing a lot of those. You know, like buy one get one, or you know, a, a, a significant amount of money off on you know the second passenger. So at the end of the day, it, it kind of works itself out anyway. All right. Well, Bethany, that's what I'll. I wanted to do was just to compare the two to give my audience some ideas about stepping up on the quality of cruises. looks like you do. <laughs> All right, Bethany, thanks so much for being with me. I know you've got a tight schedule, so I will see you next time on the Travel and Cruise Industry News Podcast. Thanks, thanks Bethany. Bye. Testing one, two, three. There we go. I think you can hear me now. Is that correct? Hot air, Tom. Can you hear me now? Somebody let me know if you can hear me. I see hot air, Tom, saying no sound. Um, But it looks like. Yeah, you can hear me now. Okay. Sorry about that. I must have bumped the on-off switch on my headset while I was uh, playing. Uh, Some of what I was saying, some of you probably figured out, I taped the interview with Bethany Friday afternoon, and to get it uploaded, I had to split the thing into three segments, which is why I hit the wrong button and started segment three instead of segment one or whatever I did wrong. So, but I did correct that. So you'd have the interview and, and as a whole. Anyway, always enjoy talking to Bethany. Always enjoy her perspective. And she brings me information and content that I just don't know because I've never been on those fancy cruises. All right.
let's see, got a couple other things to hit to before we get to uh, to news today. Uh, Emma was in um, uh, Hong Kong. That's up on the uh, the uh, space capsule thingy. Uh, the North Star space capsule. Well, you know what I meant. And then she uh, got to uh, Hong Kong and did some touring around Hong Kong. Uh, Joanne was in Nana, oops, Nana Talik. Uh, and that was... Uh, that's Nana Talik in um, Greenland. Brenda Bergen is down in Costa Blanca in Spain. And I just thought that was a pretty picture. Rachel Hunt is in uh, Nuuk in Greenland. Rachel is if you remember, is the cashier on the Harmony of the Sea in the casino. My buddy Bubba is in, was in Galveston this weekend. He and Lynn are on their way up to <clears throat> Vancouver and getting on the uh, Volland Dam, I believe it is, for a 57-night cruise. My friend Tanya, uh, she was, uh, uh, where was Tanya? She was in Athens, in Greece, and ordered a pizza from a Domino's in Greece. And that's the pizza, Greek pizza. And then this was a dessert she got with it. And a nice salad. But that's from Domino's in Greece. If I'm in Greece, I don't think about doing Domino's. <clears throat> All right. And this weekend, of course, <clears throat> sorry about my throat frogging up on you. Uh, Elizabeth on location, got to Istanbul, long flight. Uh, this is in the airport in Istanbul. She said her pictures kind of sucked, but it was, Istanbul airport was really impressive. And that's just one of the boards with all the bazillions of flights. While she was there, she grabbed her room for a couple hours to get some sleep. Uh, they're in the airport. Now, it was a lot cheaper than going to the airline's lounge. So she got a little nap. And then she flew into um, Rotterdam. And uh, that's flying into Rotterdam. And in Rotterdam, she's staying in this really fancy, modern a uh, hotel slash uh, apartment type uh, facility, uh, which has, you know, all the mo modern amenities. And this is, uh, that's where the television is there in the living room. And see that rather unusual looking uh, stair steppy kind of thing that's actually right up against the wall. That pulls out to an actual stairway, and the stairway goes up to the loft, which is where the bed is. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, Eli's schedule is on when she actually gets on uh, the marina, or if she's got to fly now from I know she's got some training, further training to go through uh, with her boss there in uh, Rotterdam. And then I suppose she goes someplace else 
uh, to get on the uh, marina because they're not in Rotterdam for again for a long time. All right. Let's take a look at the weather and then we'll, we'll uh, get to the news. This, of course, is in the Atlantic. As you can tell, it's looking a little bit different than it did on Friday. Uh, Philippe, which was named over the weekend, we were watching that. Uh, it remains steady. It's located 1,320 miles west of Cabo Verde, 1,265 miles east of the northern Leeward Islands. So it's right at halfway across. It's uh, sustained winds are 50 miles an hour. It's moving west-northwest at 10. Pressure is 1,000. Little change in strength is forecast during the next few days. Uh, it is slightly bending to the north. So it may miss the uh, islands in the Caribbean. We're just going to have to see how much bend comes in if it follows along the recent path of storms coming across. Now, in the and of course, uh, our, our tropical storm over the weekend, which never, thankfully, never made it to hurricane status. It got within two miles an hour of it. But it did wreak havoc up and down the East Coast. Hot Air Tom had a lot of rain and wind in Richmond. I had, we didn't have so much wind here. We had some heavy rain. Uh, then, of course, all on up to New York and Boston, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But down the one down in the Gulf, uh, just uh, kind of off the coast of Cuba, disorganized showers and thunderstorms continue over the southeastern Gulf of Mexico in association with the surface low pressure uh, system. Uh, and an upper-level trough. Further development is expected to be slow to occur in the next few days uh, as the system moves uh, westward. Uh, they're only saying a 10% chance in the next uh, 48 hours and a 10% chance over the next seven days. So I'm not counting on anything from this other than maybe some just showers and thunderstorms. The one over in the eastern uh, tropical Atlantic is a little different. An area of low pressure located several hundred, several hundred miles southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands continues to produce a broad area of showers and thunderstorms. Environmental conditions are forecast to be conducive for additional development. A tropical depression is likely to form around midweek as the system moves west-northwestward across central tropical Atlantic. 30% chance in the next um, 48 hours, followed by an 80% chance over the next seven days of further development. So, I don't see any of these things being bad uh, at this point. Uh, I mean, that could be, could change. The same thing with the West. This is uh, depression 14 um, out in the Pacific. And it has already degenerated this morning into a remnant low. 1,200 miles west-southwest of Baja. It's down to 30 miles an hour, moving west at 14. Pressure's up to 1,008. So that will be gone uh, by tomorrow. Guaranteed. All right, I'll be back with the news for today after a quick break from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, 
I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Several stories this morning. The top one comes from AIDA. After two decades in the AIDA fleet and over 800 voyages through mostly beautiful regions of the world, AIDA cruises has been a fond farewell to Aida Ora. This departure is marked by a mis- mixture of nostalgia and appreciation as the entire fleet acknowledges the ship's significant contributions, having explored more of the planet than any other vessel within their ranks over her remarkable career. Affectionately known as the Little One, Aida Laura, has graciously hosted approximately one million guests and crew members. Each of them carries cherished memories of their time on board, whether it be breathtaking Mediterranean sunsets, exhilarating quail-watching adventures in the Pacific, or the joy of dancing beneath the starlit Atlantic skies. So, Aida Ora is on its way. All right, we had some cancellations over the weekend. Royal Caribbean had to make the difficult decision to cancel a scheduled cruise aboard Vision of the Seas due to the presence of tropical storm Ophelia. Uh, weather-related cancellations are prudent safety measures undertaken with cruise lines by cruise lines when necessary. Passengers who were originally slated to embark on Vision of the Seas Saturday in Baltimore received notification of the cancellation in advance. The decision to cancel was made by Royal Caribbean about 7.30 on Thursday night. Also, uh, due to Ophelia, Carnival Legend did not get back to Baltimore until Saturday afternoon, extending last week's cruise by several hours which delayed the start of yesterday's cruise by several hours. Uh, But then it's back up to scheduled back where it's supposed to be today. Emerald Princess boarded passengers on Saturday in Brooklyn and sailed but anchored in New York overnight. The planned call yesterday to Newport, Rhode Island was canceled, and it's back on schedule today in Boston. So, Ophelia did cause some problems in the cruise industry. All right. Resort World Cruises on Sunday commenced its maiden voyage from Hong Kong to Sanya on Chinese Hanan Island. This marks the start of Resort World 1's program with Wednesday and Sunday departures every week. A celebratory event was held on the ship in Hong Kong uh, prior to the sailing. Uh, and let's see, it had it, it was there. Attendees included Li Zongguang, Deputy Director, General Department of Tourism, Culture, Radio, Television, and Sports of Hanan, together with Hong Kong's Acting Secretary for Culture, Sports, and Tourism Bureau, Lao Chun, and Michael Go, President of Resorts World Cruises. All right. 
speaking of Oceana cruises, Oceana's newest cruise ship, Vista, has passed a perfect score of 100 during the United States Public Health Inspection. It was a surprise inspection carried out by the CDC on Saturday while the ship was docked in Boston, covering a variety of sanitation standards, including drinking water systems, swimming pools, and food preparation areas. The cruise line is celebrating its perfect 100 score that required perfection on 44 items on the USPH checklist. The surprise inspection are unannounced and required cruise ship with international itineraries with calls in the U.S. to keep sanitation a top priority at all times. They are carried out twice a year in accordance with the vessel sanitation program and take about six to eight hours to complete. Vista was on the third day of her 11-day cruise to Canada and New England when the inspection took place. And finally this morning, folks, there seems to be some confusion for some guests from Norwegian that take the free at sea package because of the 10% value-added tax whenever the ship sails in Spanish waters. Now, over here in the States, we've gotten sort of used to that because of the problems we had with the first couple of hosted cruises on Norwegian with how the taxes was handled. The value-added tax is added to drinks and meals and specialty restaurants despite the package, which in Europe is brought per person per day basis being marketed as all-inclusive. The value-added tax would be difficult to include in the overall price of the package, given it will vary depending on what each passenger orders. It's worth noting that the international version of the free at sea differs substantially from the one offered to those sailing out of U.S. ports. That said, guests sailing out of some U.S. ports, such as New York City, will pay the tax on their beverage orders until the ship enters international waters. Same thing happens out of New Orleans. You pay for the on the you pay the tax if you're in port going down the Mississippi River, but as soon as you get in international waters, the tax goes away. Some passengers on European sailings were upset to discover the presence of an additional 10% value-added tax for every drink they ordered in Spanish ports and over the country's territorial waters. (coughs) The tax is also charged on food beverage orders from the specialty restaurants as long as they're in those areas. Of course, the information about the value-added charge is included in various materials if one reads the fine print. In part, it reads 10% value-added tax will be applied to all food and beverage purchases made on board, including purchases made under our unlimited open bar or specialty dining packages for certain sailings departing from Spain or any European itinerary while in Spanish waters. Unfortunately, guys, you, you know, we tried to challenge that. You just got to pay it. You know, it's it's a little different than uh, similar to the same way we have to pay it in this country. Uh, but it's very confusing. And I understand the people in Europe being confused over that. All right. That wraps up the news portion today, folks. Again, my thanks to Bethany uh, for being with me this morning. And let's go over and see who's in the chat room today and who might be fussing at me. Hot Air Tom's with us. He booked a cruise on Oceana Allura over the weekend. Wonderful itinerary in both Eastern and Western. 
sells November 16th to December 10th. And Cindy gave her blessing to do this. Unlike many of the cruises Hot Air Tom has booked recently. Mike is with us. Hi, Mike. Cindy's here. Nikki's here down in Jacksonville. Ken is with us up in Pennsylvania. Uh, Hot Air Tom, have you sold us? I asked Nikki if she'd sell us. yet? Not yet. We had booked on Silver Seas Regent Viking, but either we had to cancel or the cruise line canceled. Regent was uh, Amazon River Cruise, but too much COVID in Brazil. And of course, that's when I, the sound went out when I switched back after the uh, the interview. I'm not sure why that happened. Uh, also interested in Oceana because Jacques Pepin is a chef that works with them. That's cool. I uh, guess we're guess we all need to pack chili in the luggage for this cruise. So he can experience a fancy cruise. Yeah, that'd be nice. Pack me in your luggage. Yeah, better yet, talk him into sponsoring me. That would be cool. Uh, what ships are you going on uh, in Europe in 2025? Well, I can tell you that pretty quick here. Uh, let me go over here because I've got that all on my calendar. 2025, we're going to start off in January 4th on the Norwegian Bliss, 13 days to Southampton. And then we're going to stay in London for a while. And on February 15th, we get back on the bliss and sail back so we're doing two TAs then on March 31st we get on the epic for a transatlantic cruise from New York and then on April 16th we get on the Norwegian breakaway for a non-day western Mediterranean cruise from Barcelona and then we get on an airplane and fly back so I'm going to Europe twice for the best part of four months and only having to fly once. I like that. Can I wear my NCL shorts? Oh, shirts. Sure you can. Why not? Cindy, we are doing... Oh, she's saying what's this? what I just said. Sorry. And sorry for... Doubling up, Cindy. Uh, Kenneth is K- Kenneth is going to be with us on the uh, Epic and Breakaway. Chile will be on the experienced Euro Traveler. Will be an experienced Euro Traveler when I'm done with him. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's a possibility. Hot air. Have, you got to remember, I've been to Europe numerous times over the years, just not cruising. I go back in Europe when I, I first started traveling to Europe, and I, I guess my first trip was to Spain in 1969, summer of 1969. That's when I got in trouble with the Guardia Seville, but that's a whole other story. Uh, I applied for a global entry for Cindy and I over the weekend. Got to go get ready for the transcontinental traffic. We do Escape to Rome in April 24 and Viva back uh, from Lisbon in November. I will be on Epic from Rome in September of 25. Shoot, keep missing you guys. And I'll be on Escape from Rome to Venice in October of 24. Book the January 4th Bliss. We all have about 17 days to tour UK and France, maybe Germany between the two Bliss cruises while Bliss gets a facial. Yeah, and uh, there's a possibility that John may either go on the cruise or uh, meet us at his place in Germany. So 
we might uh, hook up with John in Germany on that one. We'll have to wait and see how his health, how he comes out of this health business. Uh, Cindy says, wish I could, but I'll have to wait until I retire. Don't have enough vacation time for that. I don't see if any vacations to go that blue. I don't see, see it on vacations to go on that bliss cruise. That must be one of Chile's favorite ships from Genting, Genting, laugh out loud. It looks like an NCL ship. Yeah, it's the people that I don't like. It's not the ship. Uh, Kenneth says, I can't help you there. I don't use vacations to go. Um, I, all I know is it's on um, why is it on vacations to go? Let me look at that because I use them for reference all the time. Uh, that's Norwegian Bliss. And it, probably because of that um, it's going into a dry dock but it should be on the transatlantic February 2nd, Southampton to Miami. It's got this cruise back, but not the cruise over. Isn't that interesting? I don't know. But it certainly shows up. I mean, Norwegian has it on my you know, on my Norwegian account. Kenneth can't answer that one, my friend. I would say check it out on Norwegian's website. Steve's with us out in Kentucky. Oh, there's Hot Air Tom saying the same thing. Go to NCL and click on Bliss January and February 2025 to find the cruise. Price went down last last week and I called to reprice it saved a couple hundred on each cruise Chile is going as my guest since Cindy didn't want to go and the solo price was almost the same as the cost for two a lot of credit cards will reimburse for global entry I think I used my IHG card to reimburse it was wonderful to have global entry until last year in Rome. Saved tons of time. Nikki said, sounds like you've been booking lots of new cruises. I'd love to see your updated spreadsheet. Uh, Hot Air says, uh, wait a minute, what happened here? Okay. I expect the cards to reimburse. I charge mine to United Card and Cindy's to uh, American Airlines Card. Not sure of the timeline for the second perk, though. I used them for TSA pre-check a while back. Nikki says, uh, or Hot Air says, Nikki, I'll send you an updated file. Your email is not coming up for me. Can you remind me of the address? And Nikki says, thanks, Tom. I'll message it. Uh, your date was off on the return of Chili's Cruises. The return is February 2nd for 13 days. So we get to Miami on February 15th. Don't forget we have that short flight from Rome to Barcelona. So I have two flights on the April cruises. Do I have that April 2nd? The return is April 2nd. Did I do that wrong, Hot Air Tom? April. Oh, epic. Uh, no, I'm confused. January 4th, the Bliss to Southampton. February 15th, the Bliss 13 Days Home. And you're telling me that, what did I do wrong here? 
you're telling me my date is off on the return. The return is February 2nd for 13 days. So we get to Miami on February 15th. Okay, I got to fix that, don't I? All right. Thank you, Hot Air Tom. I do have it wrong. I got to change that to February 2nd. Okay. So I will remember to do that when I get off. Thanks, Tom. I'm glad I went over and checked that. Cindy says, I love NCL. February on the return of bliss. Yeah. Second gets in on the 15th. I had it sailing on the 15th. My bad. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. Uh, Pete wants me to help him with a show from London later on today. I don't even know what that one is. Uh, Tomorrow, I meet, of course, with our folks at Viva. Don't forget, today is the final day to book the uh, Norwegian Epic hosted solo cruise in January, January 28th of 2024 that I'll be hosting. Uh, So, uh, you know, if you're interested, holler at me or contact our friends at Viva uh, to make sure you get in before they shut it down. I would like to keep it open a little bit longer, but I don't know if Norwegian's going to let us do that. So anyway, you can call them today. I know that. So, all right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. As always, thanks for being with me. Don't forget to smash that thumbs up button. And, uh, of course, as always, uh, please consider subscribing if you haven't already. Doesn't cost anything. Helps the channel out a bunch. And, as always, stay safe. Stay healthy. Think about cruising. And hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas on one of these boats. You guys have a phenomenal day. I'll see everybody tomorrow. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.